Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that's a new one and strange one. Um, I thought so. Guys, we have got so much news. We've got so much stuff to talk about, so we're just going to jump right the hell in. Oh my gosh. Batman the Killing Joke. They released a 10-minute uh, preview with like the producers Bruce Tim and all those ga- all those cats talking about like uh, Brian Boland's artwork and how they they kind of moved it over to uh, what, what was it Kevin Knowles and, and Kevin Knowles. stripped it down and then and, uh, stripped it down uh, one more time just to make sure they could animate yeah. it because it's animation it, guys it's hard you should go and check this thing out I'm gonna put up a link in the show notes but you can find it by typing in Batman the Killing Choke preview um, like to me that is easily the most exciting thing that happened this week just getting to see a first glimpse at that it's going to be it, kind of hard for you to top that with me right now it, yeah it is really up there for me um i'm talking like they have kevin conroy reading lines from the killing joke with, uh, by alan moore right mark hamill reading lines from this thing a couple um, of behind the scenes shots too you get to watch him do the voice it's it's magical and frightening and for all of those cats who are really like worried that they were going to be throwing in a lot of padding or taking too many liberties because they did come out and say a long time ago that they were going to be adding a bunch to the story <clears throat> um, because Killing Joke is a relatively short graphic novel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really take up the whole... Okay, well... If you sat down wisely, and read it, it's like 40 minutes if you took your time, you know? Yeah. What, these cats wisely... This is one of the reasons we love these guys over at the, in the animation department at Warner Brothers. These guys wisely decided, okay... The real character who's hurting here, who requires all the backstory, is Barbara Gordon. So what we get, the the real padding that, that's going to fill out that movie is a much needed uh, prologue with Batgirl, Barbara, Go- uh, Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, showing her, uh, showing how important she is to the DC universe, how important she is to Gotham City, mm-hmm. and how important she should be to us, the 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 fans. Yeah. So um, it's something when you, if you just read the book, important. that's something that. You, if you knew about her, I mean, if you were already in uh, on the inside of this, you, you know when the big scene happens, mm-hmm. how effective it really is, and oh my god, it's just it's disturbing. But yeah, it'll be nice to be able to sit down with somebody who's never seen any of that before, and and they should be right on board with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, this preview does show a fair amount, not not like a ton of the of the uh, film. If you've read the book, you know what you're getting into. Oh yeah, I it's coming in summer two, 2016 is what they say. I, you know, I'm super excited for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Rest assured, so, we will be doing a very special episode for that one. <laughs> Pre-order. Right. Um, so, we don't normally cover, like, the news in the actual uh, comic books, but we talk a lot, we make a lot of jokes about Dan DiDio and his loose cannon and how he's screwed up things. Uh, so I don't know if, how many of you guys are aware of this. Um, uh, maybe you guys have already read this. I'll put up a link to this as well. The LA times has a great breakdown of all of, or all of, or a lot of the upcoming changes, both in uh, storyline and in, uh, the creators who are going to be working on the books. Um, there's a whole listing of all the new books that are coming out for, for rebirth, uh, at WonderCon, uh, Dan DiDio and Jeff Johns and Jim Lee and a bunch of the creators sat down and uh, made some announcements. I highlighted some of those announcements, some of the biggest announcements that I thought, like the most interesting ones. I didn't get all of them because there were just too many. Yeah, um, that, that thing's a, it's a lot of 
it's a lot of read, man. It is. But, and, um, isn't this the first time we've actually mentioned Rebirth on our stuff? Because there's other people on John Says Team Up that cover the crap out of these comics, and and they've they've actually mm-hmm. taken a pretty decent look at a lot of it. So it hasn't, mm-hmm. it, and it's not specifically our radar, but yeah, we we can't help talking about it sometimes. Right, and you know we like a lot of the what's going on in the DCEU and a lot of what's going on in the DC TV universes are going to be reflecting a lot of the stuff that's in the comics and vice versa. So I, was, I just wanted to list off some of the more interesting things really quick. But uh, first, Dan DiDio, and we've, we've bitched about him so much on this show. We have I not been like obscenely have happy with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I'll, I'll read exactly from the uh, from the article. It says, uh, Co-publisher Dan DiDio addressed the DC-centric crowd giving a mea culpa on the New 52, which relaunched many core titles. Though it did some good things, said DiDio, it seemed, to, it seemed that feedback from the fans, mixed with concern coming from creators, caused the powers that be to rethink every title and character in the comic stable. He says, We talked about the New 52, but something was missing. You felt it, and over time, we felt it too. Why? Well, sometimes you lose your way. The whole purpose of this event is to show you the fans our commitment to you. He also mentioned after the big uh, explanation of everything that was happening that um, he knows that there was a, he realized there was a real problem with the u- new universe when no one in the audience at some uh, I can't remember if it was SDCC or what it was, but like no one had any questions for him about story. Oh, that would <laughs> hurt, right? Um, Man, so yeah. Hooray! Maybe he's got some some good thoughts going on here. Um, it really should make you rethink things, though. Yeah. Uh, so Jim Lee explained a lot of the new looks for the comics. He uh, shared designs, uh, one of which was a goateed Green Arrow, which apparently got a huge cheer from the crowd. Uh, yeah. Jeff I... John said every great Green Arrow story he had a goatee. So right. uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stephen Amell, maybe you won't be <laughs> goateeless for long, man. I don't know. And they might I say, "Hey, could you grow something for us?" <laughs> you're you're always able to point out more nuances about what's different about the uh, the drawings by a very long shot. But I can tell you this from the drawings I've seen. Um, as a layman, they look really pretty fantastic so far. Like they some do. some of the redesign work they've done, I I I have I have zero problems with anything I've seen as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now I I just like I said I I threw down some like the most interesting things for me. Um, there's a whole bunch of other uh, of other stuff going on, but um, Scott Snyder and John Romita Jr. are going to team up on All Star Batman. How I can love that John not Romita be great? Jr. And I love Scott Snyder. Yeah. Um, Romita called it the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, put Snyder on, said, right? <laughs> Snyder said uh, he wanted this Batman to be way out there. He says in a Harvey Dent storyline, he described a cross-country trip that Denton Batman have as a Mad Max-like story, which I don't know what that means, but if it's coming from Snyder, I kind of want to give it a shot. Um, he he really can, like, he can have as much rope as he wants to from me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. man, most of the time, doesn't it kind of come back with, with a nice-ass fish on it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, it was also revealed that Cyborg Superman is Kara zor father. Ooh. Right? Ooh. That sounds cool. I'm digging that. Oh, what was that guy's um, name? Was it uh, Zarel? Was it just Zarel? Mm. Hmm? I'm trying to remember her. Cyborg Superman? No, I'm trying to remember Kara's uh, father. He's from Argo City. Oh. I, I thought it was just um, Zarel. I think it was. Wasn't yeah, it Jarel and Zarel? I thought so, but, you know, I can't remember that. And they change every now and then. I'm probably just remembering one damn thing that happened in, like, 87. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Screw that whole moon and the javelins. Whatever. 
We'll just put it back um, together. Yeah. Uh, Batgirl is going to be written by Hope Larson, which was a really big deal. Uh, Blue Beetle is going to have two Blue Beetles, Jamie Reyes, or not Jamie, uh, Jaime Reyes and Ted Cord. That's exciting. Yes, it um, is. Because I like both I, of those. I, I hated having to choose. Right. And I've noticed that they are really laying down the, the Ted Cord pipe recently Hard. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere like, I see. I want Ted Cord. I love Ted Cord. We, but um, we've been pitting, like we've been on board with that. For a very long time, like in every capacity that me and you have been able to discuss it, we've been wanting a Ted Cord for a while. And I don't know Absolutely. what this—I don't know what the universe is leading to on this, but I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like um, Joshua Williamson is going to be writing the Flash, and the storyline will revolve around a Speed Force storm, which will bring lots of new speedsters into existence. Um, I've seen some of the artwork on this. It looks like a white, fla- white and gold Flash. I don't know what the hell that—that's about, but. <laughs> I kind of really want to check that out. Damn now. it, let's go see. <laughs> um, I hate it so far, man. I'm I'm like I'm starting to have to budget for it because at this point, I a lot of what they're showing me is very much you know fuck you, take my money, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of it. Like this is just the stuff that I was interested in. I was interested in other stuff. Yeah, I just like this is just like the most pertinent to me. Um, the name of the Joker will be answered. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I've for a long time, a lot of universes, it's been Jack Napier. I guess if I can just, you know, if I don't like the answer, I guess I'll just be like, well, that's just one universe. But I don't know. I kind of want to see what they do with it. Well, it depends. Um, Apparently, they're going to start. <laughs> they're going to start reissuing comics in DC number blah blah blah. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It depends on what canon that shows up and how much you can, I guess, theoretically even deny it. Yeah, but the scene uh, they're talking about is the one uh, is that uh, the the chair, right? That's the one that they're going to be kind of leading off of. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, they're not actually rewriting the new fifty two. They're just going forward with a new direction. I don't know. Whatever gets us out of the new fifty two, man. <laughs> Wherever greener pastures lie, please lead me. Right. Uh, Harley Quinn team of uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor apparently played around with the idea of doing Harley Quinn Afterbirth. <laughs> Instead of rebirth, <laughs> uh, that would make so much sense. Apparently, they're going to do Red Hood, Bizarro, and Artemis forming a reverse trinity of sorts. That sounds awesome, right? Big one for me: Return of Terry McGinnis and Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be Dan Jurgens. Ah, oh, Dan Jurgens. Good, good, good. I don't know Bernard Chang, but I love Dan Jurgens. Gotcha. And uh, even the Teen Titans sounds pretty interesting. What they're talking about here. Um, they're talking about uh, they might wind up doing making it Batman versus the Teen Titans because Damian Wayne wants to lead. <laughs> hmm. So uh, you know, just just some things to look forward to. Maybe some things that might inform some animated films. I'm sure, <clears throat> at the very least, and some you know that might inform the television series. I'm sure uh, they will on the animated, especially because uh, the New Fifty Two stuff has been really. It just heavily taken in by the the animated world right now, the you know the straight to DVD mm-hmm. crowd, mm-hmm. especially the Damien stuff. I've never loved Damien more actually than the last say. I think it's the last three um, DC animated movies that have come out have yeah. been very much you know him and him and Damien. They've been fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump over into the movie stuff, the movie news. Um, Hit it. S- Sadly, maybe for for you and not so much for me. Even though I've come to really enjoy him, but we there was some we got a hint that this was going to come. He pretty much outright said it in the Collider interview. But Hans Zimmer has officially retired from the superhero movies. He's not uh, going to do any more superhero movies. That's okay. He he did enough that people will be able to mimic his sound from 
for years, I'll say. Mm-hmm. He, he said he's uh, officially retired from the superhero business. This one was very hard for me to do to try to find a new language. He says, I, uh, I did Batman Begins and, with Chris 12 years ago, so the Dark Knight trilogy might be three movies to you, but to me, it was 11 years of my life. Dude, that's fair. Tip of the hat. Yeah. You did some good work. You did some work I didn't care for. Whatever, man. It was a long time. Yeah. I mean, Godspeed. look. Godspeed, Simmer. There are, and I say this only in hushed tones, but there are like two Beatles songs that I actually don't like. Look, everybody has a day. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. It's been yeah. fun hanging with you, Hans. Um, actually, makes me want to listen to Batman vs Superman soundtrack even more. It does. Yeah, I actually do. I just want to go back and listen to that Luthor theme over and over again. Ba-doom, ding, ba-doom, ding. That was a good theme. I really liked it. But notice bat- the Batman vs Superman soundtrack they did more themes they did more marches they did that's what i dig they did they hooked you up anyway uh zach snyder uh well i some say he's shot to shit this internet uh this internet theory um that's been going around he has revealed what he thinks happened to robin now this is still zach snyder headcanon they could change it at any time so don't get married to this see that was the news to me was that it was still headcanon right um Snyder says, in my mind, it was that Robin had died 10 years earlier during some run-in with a young Joker. So there was a fun backstory there to play with. I felt like the whole idea was that there had been loss and there had been sacrifice. In a weird way, he had sacrificed everything to be Batman. He doesn't really have a life outside the cave. I thought that including Robin, a dead Robin, was helping us understand that he's been on quite a little journey. Right. That worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, it's one of those many questions that people have. Like, I just don't understand what happened to Robin. Well, you're not supposed to understand what happened to Robin yet. He's he's a prop <laughs> so far. Give him a damn second. And if they put it in there, they're like, oh, they tried to shoehorn that in, too. Trying to yeah. rebuild 75 years worth of continuity in, like, two and a half hours. Give him a damn second. <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder on Cyborg. Uh, talking about the footage we saw in Batman for Superman. By the way, this is this is a spoiler filled podcast. I don't. I haven't mentioned that yet on this episode. Well, but. the Robin was already in the trailer, so I'll, I'll, I, right. I, I suppose you can be forgiven for that. But. Right, but you know, here on out, spoilers, guys. Right, <laughs> come on. Uh, the footage we see of Cyborg in the movie, um, we see the mother box. We see him uh, coming back to life uh, from his father. Uh, Zack Snyder says, that's the first glimpse of the mother box there. It was an agonizing birth. I really wanted to show Cyborg's birth because I feel like he plays such a strong part coming up. And I really wanted to give a sense of him. I really want the audience to know how far he's come. I'm good with that. I thought it was a cool scene. I thought it was disturbing as hell. I thought it was absolutely wrenching. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, based on some news that I heard that's in this episode that's coming up, I'm mm-hmm. really excited for Cyborg. Mm. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, as, as you guys all know, LexCorp Industries has been, uh, well, the marketing team between Batman versus, uh, in Batman versus Superman um, has been putting out a lot of, like, quote-unquote real-world LexCorp Industries uh, social media stuff. Um, the LexCorp Industries Instagram posted a, a mugshot of Lex Luthor, the famous bald picture of Lex Luthor that we've all seen. Here was the caption. Due to unfortunate circumstances, LexCorp Industries will be temporarily suspending its global operations. When interviewed about his actions against a fallen alien, Lex Luthor <laughs> responded with, Ding, 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 are we entering the second round? <laughs> We do not understand Mr. Luther's actions, and LexCorp does not take responsibility for his actions. Thank you for being patient. <laughs> well, 
I guess whoever replaced <laughs> Mercy got to write that. <laughs> I kind of, um, I, I wondered how much I'd like it, but looking back, I've enjoyed the viral stuff. The, the interview with Lex, the uh, the, mm-hmm. the fake interview with Lex, I, I kind of wish everyone had read that before. They, like, I wish that had been a mandatory thing passed out to, you know, instead of watching Little Wayne try to sell me a S7, I, I could sit there and have read the prequel, uh, just a couple of the interviews with mm-hmm. these guys. That would have been really a much better use of my time. Yeah. I don't need to be able to pour champagne on a phone. <laughs> I can afford neither of those things. Right. I have the budget oh. to be able to pour water onto a tin can with string. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of money, um, we're going to get into some of the business stuff here uh, with uh, Batman vs. Superman. Right. Uh, Warner Brothers executive Jeff Goldstein is talking about uh, well, Batman vs. Superman in general. He says, some critics were unduly harsh. But there's no question the audiences felt differently. They made up their mind and voted with their feet. Mm-hmm. So there is a disconnect between what the audience felt and the critics wrote. That was, um, that was well put. Goldstein also estimated that 5% to 10% of box office takings over the Easter weekend were from repeat business. Mm-hmm. Um, he says you can't gross that kind of business without people coming back. The math isn't there. Fandango was seeing 30% more repeat business for Batman vs. Superman than the company sees for a typical blockbuster, and sales for the movie continue to be strong today. So there you go. And uh, I would be part of your figures if I had had time. I have literally not had time to go see it again. I will as soon as possible. I promise, I Mr. Goldstein. I'll go see it. Me too. Me too. I'll probably try to drag somebody that's on the fence with me while I go. Oh, or we could just both go again. Whatever. Nah, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll make it a public service. I'm going to grab somebody that can't. And, you know, I, it, um, yeah, I know somebody in particular that really loves Wonder Woman. Doesn't doesn't have a lot of time to get to it right now. Like, I'm I'm going to, yeah, this is going to be a public mm-hmm. service I perform. I'm going to make sure this woman go gets, gets to go see this Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone deserves that. Uh, now, speaking of the gross, uh, Superman, as of now, has made two hundred. Oh, sorry, $862 million, $862,908,047 worldwide. That's $260,408,047 domestically. <laughs> um, actually, that's as, as of yesterday. Do you remember a couple months ago, couple those, weeks, those, those, uh, the, Worst out the worst scenario projections like I don't even know if it'll break half a billion. I was saying that'll just barely get their money back. Even that's worldwide. But yeah, come on guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they made enough to get that and already take care of Justice League Part One and a good good chunk of Wonder Woman. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bette Midler weighed in on Batman vs <laughs> Superman. Lovely. There's yeah. There's a sentence I didn't <laughs> think I'd hear tonight. Do tell, Dave. I know, but it it made me laugh. <laughs> It made me laugh what she had to say. You could stop there and I'd be happy with it. Right. She said, Why would you watch Batman versus Superman, a movie about a rich crusader versus an alien, when you could see Trump versus Cruz on CNN every day? That's pretty great. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> Obviously, I would spend my money and watch Batman versus Superman over those two any day. But It's, it's free to watch a debate, and I, I still found it. Much more gut-wrenching. By the way, on the 31st, and you can find all of this at TeamCoco.com, on the 31st of March, uh, the entire cast, uh, Batman vs. Superman, was on Conan O'Brien, was on Conan. And um, 
it was fun. One of the one of the uh, fun, you know, funnest bits, I guess, was Jesse Eisenberg saying that uh, Michael Shannon's body was replicated in its entirety except for his genitals because Shannon didn't sign off on that page. <laughs> he says, "I don't know whose whose genitals they were," and Ben Affleck says, "Oh, they were mine." <laughs> <laughs> He said, I thought you'd get a kick out of it. And Jesse goes, well, they were very small. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ben says, well, Henry liked it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, need to, um, I need to get back for that. But there is a there is a video out there that proves Eisenberg wrong. It wasn't Michael Shannon's body. It was a, it was a mold of his face, but it wasn't a mold of his body. It was actually Greg Plitz. Um who was on like a reality show and he was like a big fitness guy and he was pretty big. Um, this is a dude that like was, I don't know, shooting a video on a rain on a train track and got killed. Oh, like last year or oh last year by a train. Like he got hit by a train. That sucks. Um, no one wants to go out that it way. It does suck. I felt bad. I say about that. It. There's probably somebody I felt bad about. It. I don't know why he was training on a train track and that's not a good thing to do. Uh, I felt even more terrible when I read the a comment that said the guy he didn't understand what it meant to train hard. Um, yeah, there's a lot of train puns in there that I'm just going to avoid. A lot of train puns. Yeah, in, uh, in a so. vain attempt to be tasteful. Uh, yeah, I got nothing like that in my head. I'm not tasteful, but yeah, it was sad. And but the, there's a really interesting little little bleh, documentary. I don't know. I don't know. That's not a good way to describe it. Featurette. But, it was a little featurette. It was a nice featurette, and uh, it showed how to how they did the the body life cast from the dude. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, that was it was fun. Um, so there, mm-hmm. that happened. Um, it was just weird. I was like, I remember hearing about that dude dying. Wait, he was odd. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Hold on. Um, Hold on now. Oh well. Okay. Um, there is a variety article out there, and I'll link to it. It was a. Uh, <laughs> it's an article about how Batman vs Superman has embra- been embraced on social media despite the reviews. Um, apparently, fifty-seven percent of the I, co- I keep hating that phrasing. I'm sorry. What phrasing? D- that people feel the need right now to tack on despite the reviews as though that's the news story here. And yeah. I, I'm I, what well, is the news story? I know, but I literally I, I I know we make fun of these people sometimes, often. But I want to be one of these people that's reframing the conversation now. Like, no, we're not doing it in spite of you. We're doing because we liked the movie. I don't care what you thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Just uh, it's <clears throat> it's getting a little taxing to keep seeing despite the reviews. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I understand right. how news cycles anyway. work. I'm just bitching. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it says 57 percent of the conversation on Twitter following the film's debut was positive, or has been positive, according mm-hmm. to the social media trafficking service Physiology. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, less than 10 percent of the tweets about the film have been negative. Less than 10 percent. With the rest falling under the neutral banner, that just sounds like a bunch of people who don't like superhero movies in general. Right. Um, <laughs> Physiology is saying that the rea- reaction is in line with the reception for Furious 7 and Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, but Ben Carlson, the founder of Physiology, is saying, I've never seen this kind of disconnect between critical reaction and fan reaction. A lot of the conversation was about how the reviews were wrong. Yeah. Um, so it's it is kind been of a spite. kind of bizarre, honestly. You don't normally um, see anything this polarizing. Yeah. They also say the positive Twitter reception is also counterintuitive because Batman v Superman only received a mediocre B rating from CinemaScore. 
The uh, tracking service is intended to measure audience sentiment, and in this case, the result signaled that fans enjoyed the movie far less than other Batman and Superman films, such as Man of Steel and The Dark Knight. But the cinema score improved with audiences under the age of 18 and under the age of 25, who handed the film an A- and a B+, a signal that younger, digitally engaged crowds liked the film better. Hmm. Yeah, that actually makes sense. And now, talking about, though, talking about all, like, because you're going to see a lot of headlines, and they're all over the place, that, uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman, Batman v Superman is, yeah, it had a huge, it made a lot of money, but it's got a huge drop-off. Uh, I'm seriously, like, I just posted two headlines. One from the LA Times that mm-hmm. says, Batman v Superman still flying, but with a slight dip. And then Pretty one much. right next to it for the same day from MovieWeb that says, Batman v Superman suffers a massive drop-off at the box office. Guys, just ignore it. Uh, yeah. Everyone in the world went to see this damn thing. Right. The opening was huge. There's Even no China. Go but don't let them fool you. <laughs> don't look at those headlines yeah. either. <laughs> It was kind of low for China, but, you know. It was, but still, yeah. a large portion of China. It was pretty low for China, but, you know. Um, what but, a China. Yeah, there's really nowhere else to go but down. Yeah, the critical reviews heard it. But that's why it's important for you to go out and tell your friends to ignore the critics and make up their own damn minds for themselves. I, I know. I've I've literally, I've got several ongoing conversations with a series of, of store cashiers that I go to uh, often for uh, daily, like, work and personal purposes i have an ongoing conversation with several people and mm-hmm. i swear i've got like four or five ongoing conversations with people that are just have you seen it yet okay all right or, or the the girl i ran into today was like all right so my cousin saw it and she said it was terrible and we went into a whole conversation mm-hmm. about that and the first thing she said was well my cousin just got like a cam of it and was like, ah, you need to say no more your cousin was a fool right <laughs> this will not translate um, in camry now Popping over, though, it's still kind of related to BVS, but popping over to Suicide Squad, there's all these rumors going around, and it started at a website called uh, Birth Movies Death, and it's an article written by Devin Farasi, mm-hmm. uh, which he's renowned as a DC Warner Brothers hater. He hates these movies. <laughs> um, but he wrote an article, and now look, I already know he's a biased shitbag, but every article, every article that is saying this that is reporting that there are suicide squad reshirt reshoots to add more humor because of batman versus superman and the reviews um they're all citing this one dude this devin Farasi, who only claims that he has a source he doesn't cite the source he doesn't say who it was mm-hmm. he's probably a lying biased douchebag shit face piece of crap <laughs> it just makes me angry it makes me angry that people so many stories are picking this up He's a piece of crap. Right, right. <laughs> Who's just completely making shit up. There's no, there's actually no uh, proof that any of that is real. And even if they did reshoot, movies reshoot all the time. They go and they, they people watch the movies. The the executive, the executives at the studio are going to watch this movie and go, oh, there could be a few more jokes. It might be true, but it's probably not because of Batman v Superman. No. This thing, oh, and he even states in his article, all the jokes that are in the movie are already in the trailer. That doesn't even sound true. Ugh. It Ugh. really doesn't. Like, surely that's not. It's going to be a two-hour film, right? I mean, look, I'm, right. We're just guessing. I mean, but I it's a good guess, right? Yeah, yeah sure. I would assume. There's like. Uh, what do you say, like 12 to 20 seconds worth of jokes in that trailer? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell mm-hmm. me there's 12 to 20 seconds worth of jokes in the entire film, and they were actually 
I'll, I'll just go ahead and say they were actually dumb enough to include all of the humor up front. Yeah, I mean, you, people might. don't do that. You don't put every joke in the trailer and then you show up to the film and you go, oh my God, what happened? There were no more jokes. That doesn't happen. Yeah. No one's that dumb. I'm telling you. And look, things have, things have already been said about, you know, certain other comic book properties, but I'm telling you, there's like a massive critical attack on superhero movies in general right now. But, you know. There's a, there is, um, and I sympathize with them to some extent. I do. Because I know it's, I know if you just don't care about the stuff that we care about, that it's inundating and like borderline annoying mm -hmm. sometimes. I get mm -hmm. it. I'm sorry. We all love different things. I mean, I don't like Indian food. Sorry. We're just, just going to grab one out of the either. bag here. But I don't like Indian food either, man. See, there Did we, we go. just become best friends again? This is why again? we do the show. <laughs> Screw curry. Um, Dude, I was about to say curry is the worst. Yeah. Red curry is a little better, but the yellow curry can blow me. Look, you know what? We're that's that's our new tagline: DC on screen. Curry. We hate Indian food. <laughs> right. I like curry's the worst. No, but uh, I, like everybody has preferences. I I know people that I've I can sit there. I've done this with people. Like sit there and talk about films and really enjoy ourselves, and then we get to the the superhero films in any capacity whatsoever, mm -hmm. and they just shut down, just glaze over their eyes, like oh man, I really don't care, and. It varies. Sometimes it's it's because the person has a background in comics and just has no interest in seeing anything that wasn't, you know, the thing they were reading. And I can kind of dig mm. that if you're an absolute purist about what you're reading, which is, I, I admit, hard to do in such a convoluted form. But mm -hmm. if you just really don't want to see the thing on, on screen, okay. I mean, you've, you've got a point and you're standing by it. That's fine. Yeah, I, I want to meet that hipster. It's, I want to meet that hipster. Like, I'm a Batman fan, but only, like, the real Batman. You know okay, what's strange? Cool. I've so, met like, that guy. This guy made, like, $80,000 a year in a regular job. I've never seen him in tight pants in my life. Shave, wow. Like, short hair, shaved face. Dude dude has his life together. Just had this viewpoint. And it sounded reasonable when he said it. Only, like, the original Batman. Cool. So, like, the first 12 <laughs> issues of the Bob Kane Batman? <laughs> Before the editors took Before, all before it rebooted <laughs> I, I don't know man there are really there are people and i think they're the same people that have just been hurt over and over again by adaptations of a book where after after a little while you're just ah oh, man i it, you know what it's never going to be the same in a movie i'm just going to enjoy my book not worry about the movie mm -hmm. and i can kind of get that but then there's okay. there's a, a whole group of people that just don't care about the comics they don't care about the comic books movies they, there's nothing in this forum and i don't get it you know you know we don't get it but right again each their own that's fine and there's a huge portion of the population that is just annoyed that these things keep going over so well mm -hmm. and i keep wondering how much of that percentage of that population has just decided that no this is the time to fight bvs that's where we shall stake our ground this will be our battle of the bulge right i don't know man i maybe that's what it is maybe it's just a, a an overall zeitgeist that's trying to be uh, overturned i don't know i really don't know <laughs> somehow this thing got caught in the crosshairs though in what i feel like was otherwise a cultural battle that had nothing to do with them yeah uh yeah i don't know anyway so uh look man uh my point was though that uh that the, the there's no proof that that article is true so don't believe any of those articles um if there are reshoots that doesn't mean it's gonna be bad it might be better who knows and honestly like you guys know us You've heard how we bitch out Arrow and Man of Steel and all of these other things. <laughs> we like this thing. We're looking forward to Suicide Squad. Yeah, so absolutely. We're not fanboys. We're just trying to get by. <laughs> right? This crazy, <laughs> dirty world. <laughs> this ball of mud um, and meanness. <laughs> 
Um, by the way, there is a new Suicide Squad trailer out. It's an international trailer. Not much of a difference. It really isn't. I, I didn't even notice a difference in the cha- in the scenes. I think the music I mean, cue was, was different. Shorter. Yeah, there was a couple of music cues that were different. I didn't really notice anything. I haven't really had time to because like this is a huge episode right here, and we're just kind of plowing through news right now. Yeah. So I don't really know. I didn't really get a chance to go and look for Easter eggs in the new. Tra- I don't. I don't know, man. I tell you though, every time I see I it, kind of. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Every time I see it, I keep thinking, yeah, maybe that is the Floronic Man. <laughs> really? It, it makes, it seems like it makes yeah. more sense every time. Yeah. I don't, what, that's going perfectly into what I was about to say anyway. You know, I, <laughs> I kind of don't want to see anymore. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, they have kept no. this under wraps so well, I don't want to know anymore. I know. Like, I, just like, I want him to put out, I want him to put out a, uh, a Suicide Squad final trailer. With just a couple of more hints at the Joker, a couple of more hints at Harley, grab another couple teammates with a neat scene. Like, just give me a combined 30 more seconds that I haven't already seen. Put it back together. Mm-hmm. Put it on there. Give me those 30 seconds that, I, that I'm going to like slurp up and enjoy myself and book it. Just absolutely book it until, what is it? Uh, is it August or September? I can't remember. Is it August mm-hmm. 10th or September 10th? It's uh, August. Till the fall. I'll say that definitively. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I kind of don't want to know anymore. And they're doing a really good job. Every week I look at Suicide Squad news and it's like, Jared Leto's amazing as the Joker. Like, right. Well, we know that. Right. They're not letting us know anything more. I really just kind of want to go to the theater, you know, unzip my pants, have lube in one hand and a and a, a potato you know peeler in the other. And just which one I use depends on how well this goes. See what happens. It was so awkward <laughs> watching Batman vs Superman with you doing that. Can I really just request you I not know. do that again? I don't know. Well, you know. At least something more subtle than a cheese grater or a potato peeler. What did you call that? <laughs> a potato peeler. Potato peeler? Good Lord. Everyone has their quirks, man. <laughs> Predilections. <laughs> it, was, it was awkward. I'm just kidding. That's it was, awful. It was awkward. That's just, I'm, that's not true at all. Just <laughs> don't listen to me on that one. Anyway, uh, speaking of... Uh... <laughs> all right, by the way, with, with the news on Suicide Squad... <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of the news on Suicide Squad that I've heard in like the last two months, because like you said, uh-huh. the film really has kind of gone dark. Every now and then you'll see David Ayer basically come out and kind of whisper, you know nothing, and go back into the shadows. Absolutely. And I kind of love that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, <laughs> the recurring news that Joker is awesome in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jared Leto finally came out and talked about it. And uh, he says, the work that's been done on this character by so many people before me has been so impactful, so incredible, so much fun, so profound, so risky, that it's a very special thing to be asked to take on that responsibility. You just knew that you had to do something different. You had to make it your own. That happens all the time, whether you're a composer working on a piece of music that was written a century ago, or you're an actor on stage reinterpreting a play. It's very common these days. Directors take on great works of cinema. Actors reinterpret roles. That's been going on for a great deal of time, from Scarface to Hamlet. In some ways, it's really interesting to reinterpret, redefine. It's a weighty thing to do, but it's exciting. The Joker is one of those roles. He was written brilliantly when he was first shared with the world 75 years ago, and I think I'm just really grateful I had the opportunity. God, I love that speech. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. Whether he does it, it'll be a matter of execution, but he's coming from the right place. Yeah. Yeah, well done. I got I got nothing. I, I, would, I would clap if it just wasn't really bad for audio. <laughs> yeah. 
So, from really encouraging things to kind of not. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when this episode is done, I'm going to find that audio clip of that reaction. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to keep it for or use it for in the future. You're going to interrupt my wedding with that. I'm going to hijack the sound system. So it was like, do you, Jason Goss, take this woman? And it'll be like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And two people will laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. So remember, um, remember, like, last week when we talked about that Wonder Woman picture that was put out with, like, uh, her aunts and mother behind her? Yeah. Or next to her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well... First of all, shout out to the Suicide Squad cast because, dude, they read those names and perfectly too. Like we were having real trouble. We were like, <laughs> I don't know People what the hell Catherine they were saying. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were saying, but it just rolled off of their tongues, man. They were like fluent and you know, <laughs> I don't know, Themyscira names. I don't know. Themyscirianus. I don't know. Those those cats have it together. They they uh. Yeah, it was like Hippolyta, blessed Blacustabada, Mana Manina Manamanu, Abalapushabada, and Diana. <laughs> we have trouble with names, though. Over on our cast, it's like yeah. it, it's just a bunch of nonsense. And then we finally get to someone, we're like, Corey Michael Smith. Three like, names oh. that I've known how to pronounce for 25 oh. years. Thank you. That's what I get mad when I've been pronouncing Sarah Michelle Geller's name for like. 20 years and then she comes out and goes actually it's galar i'm like no <laughs> shut up stab 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 stabby stab stab that's in here smg <laughs> <laughs> as far as i'm concerned your name is prince jr all right, right. <laughs> sarah michelle prince jr <laughs> hey that cat knows we'll his comic that books right by away. he does that cat knows his books and apparently She's played more comic book roles than anyone else in Hollywood, just not on screen. <laughs> just saying. It's probably still not true. She's got to compete with Nathan Fillion. Well, maybe on screen, but they're not showing us any of those. It, she was on a lot. They were both on a lot of talk shows back in the day, and they made like no secret that they role play like hell. Yeah, it sounded... It, it, <gasps> oh, shh, shh. It's okay, story. <laughs> People are allowed to do things. It's okay. Um, yeah, they, they, they were not shy about that. I told you it was okay, woman. I think we're good here. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah, they, they made no no secrets about uh about their uh their their personal choices, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. And we're darn mm-hmm. cute about it. Those interviews are hilarious. They are. Um, so Anyway, getting back to that news article, uh, the internet erupted into, uh, you know, righteous indig- self-righteous indignation. You do have to uh, put the self in there. Yeah, I do. Um, Usually when it's an internet thing. Especially when uh, some Wonder Woman set pics leaked um, that mainly just show, like, horses, Steve Trevor washed up on a beach, Diana coming to greet him, and, oh, there's some... Amazons on horses, and oh, there's some soldiers. Okay, well, that's all fine and good. Not a whole lot was revealed in the new case. Well, actually, that's the that's the argument. That's the complaint is that too much was revealed. The Amazonians wear, they're wearing sexist clothing, short skirts, and they have high heels. <coughs> um. Okay, I have no idea what context I'm I'm offering this in because it's a picture. Okay. It can't it can't <laughs> technically be sexist. 
on the island of Themyscira. There is literally uh, no such thing. Well, yeah, but they're saying that they're sexing them up for I, us. I, I know, understand this, the, the third them, part. Yeah. I'm just within the context of... I mean, I gotta see more. I gotta see more. It's only a first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My first question I would raise. Mm-hmm. Carry on, Internet. We'll see you later. <laughs> um, they're even complaining that, like... They're like they're wearing that, and they're riding bareback on the horses. Okay, there appear to be saddles in all those pictures. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Even if they are, who the hell cares? First of all, <laughs> like, I know. Are they worried about the phrase "riding bareback"? Because you're putting that, like you brought that darkness on your house. That's not. <laughs> that has nothing to do, unless they call it bareback and are all weirdly sultry about it or something. That's just all. That's all headcanon. Now, the two females, <clears throat> females in charge of this whole thing, uh, Patty Jenkins, the director, and the costume designer, Lindy Hemming, who also geek cred worked on The Dark Knight, so stuff it, <laughs> responded, uh, Jenkins said, to me, they shouldn't be dressed in armor like men. <laughs> it should be different. It should be authentic and real and appealing to women. Uh, apparently they say that Lindy Hemming crafted a look that showed off the women's ripped shoulders and toned legs in outfits that looked practical, but that still feature the tropes of the comic book. In particular, the braces on the wrists and yes, even the high heels. Jenkins defends the impractical footwear. It's total wish fulfillment, she says, adding that the warriors have flats for heavy fighting. I, as a woman, want Wonder Woman to be hot as hell, fight badass, and look great at the same time. The same way men want Superman to have huge pecs and an impractically big body. That makes them feel like the hero they want to be. And my hero, in my head, has really long legs. <laughs> All right. I, hey, you know what? I've been defending that viewpoint in comic books, people bitching about how women look in comics. I'm like, yeah, because Superman looks totally real. And that's one of the that's one of the nuances here. Like that's where that argument is where bat wieners came from. It really is. And <laughs> that had some something to do with uh Adam West. But we it, it has an entirely different uh take to it when it's if it's a female produced product, mm-hmm. that's one argument. And if it's a male produced argument, it's an entirely different set of circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. So in this case, I, I mean, oh man, that's a whole other ballpark of of internet badgery, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, like because of the pictures that's been released, uh, the internet went nuts screaming about whitewashing. Oh, everyone's white. Patty Jenkins responded to this as well. She said, "Thanks all. Excited to share. And no worries. Lots of great diverse characters on the mascara. This is di- Diana's direct family. Sounds fair. You've taken a sample of four people on an island, right?" Guys. Yeah, guys, cool your shit. Damn, just, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, it's oh it's one of the gosh. many things right now. Just overall advice for the DC Extended Universe right now. I'm going to say this mm-hmm. from my part, at least, of DC on screen. Calm the hell down and give them a second. Well, I mean, it's the same as... I mean, they were. these are the same people bashing uh, Doctor Strange because, oh no, the old Asian master in the comics is not Asian. He's, uh, they've... <laughs> Marvel whitewashed it again and made it uh, Tilda Swinton. And they're like, well, we thought you'd be happy that it was a woman. No! I <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, mean, I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. They're like, why didn't you make Iron Fist? Marvel, why didn't you make Iron Fist into a, an Asian guy? It was a perfect opportunity. No, the character is white. That was the whole point of his character is that he was a white dude and he was the only one in this Asian culture. No! 
<laughs> but wouldn't it be racist to say he ha- he knows kung fu, so therefore he must be Asian? Well, we didn't think about that, but we're sticking by our own thing. Okay, you're sticking with your stupid argument. Okay, cool. Gotcha. <sighs> yeah, you want to talk about Gal Gadot on Wonder Woman? She says, uh, the Wonder Woman that you see in Batman v Superman is a woman who has been around, and she's very experienced. She understands a lot about man. Whereas in the standalone movie, we are telling the grown-up story. Diana becoming Wonder Woman, and this was a story that was never told before. When she starts this journey, she's very pure. She's more naive. She's this young idealist who does not really understand the complexities of life and the complexities of men. I can get behind that. That sounds interesting. It sounds a lot like, um, you know, Themyscira in general is kind of an isolated environment, and then there's this newborn that comes in and mixes Mm -hmm. it up, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that the people there, you know, they were they were gifted, literally God gifted, and you know the the island was prosperous, but there was a lot of, for lack of a better word, ennui that took place. Like mm-hmm. people just literally got bored with it being too perfect. So it was a huge right. exciting thing when they got Wonder Woman because she was new and like the whole the entire island raises her, right? Uh-huh. But then this 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 new thing gets to she ends up being the one that gets to go off and experience man's world. So yeah, this is a this is a full grown woman that goes into man's world, but none of these people um, have have ever really seen it, right? Like that's the classic yeah. story. Is pretty yeah, much really. the kind of depends depends. Well, at least I'm gonna put it this way. I feel like that's the story that they're kind of gonna pull from, and I you know probably maybe at the very least. Like let me, for, well. I'll say I don't know what they're gonna do with the whole born from clay thing. Might go that far. Might not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if. <laughs> uh, we don't know what they're doing with the Greek gods in general. We don't know if Aquaman's going to be held, like sitting there calling on uh, Poseidon, help me with this. And we don't know. Oh, <laughs> we don't know if Wonder Woman's going to be over the going. Uh, you know, O'Hara, help us. So it, I am ashamed to admit it, but I don't know completely because I haven't kept up with New Fifty Two. Yeah, as much as I should probably. But as I understand it, and this is what I was talking about with. Um, this is what I was talking about when I was saying that, like, what they're doing in the comics informs what they're going to do on screen. Yeah. As far as I remember, New New 52, they changed the backstory of Wonder Woman so that it was more like a Zeus was actually her father. And I seem to recall that being in the, the animated, the JLU. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I, I, I just it's a matter of memory. I seem on that. to recall that there was a there was a situation where it was like Zeus is really her father, and maybe the born from clay thing was like because they do have magic, so it was kind of a cover up so that they wouldn't be like, "Well, you laid with a man." Like, <laughs> let me let me put it this way. It, I don't know. It wouldn't I don't, I don't be know. even the twenty seventh time Zeus would have pulled that that particular trick. Oh no, it's not mine. It was a magical clay thing. Right. He got around. So, you know. That one. Eh, whatever. I'm good. I'm good either way. But I, I'm fine I, with that. I but never had a problem with the magic clay thing. Eh, it, was, it, it always fell a little flat to me. It's one of those where if I focus on it hard enough, I get it. But then when I'm not thinking about it for a while and come back to it, always it, it always feels a little flat. It's not my it's favorite. It's a little jarring. It's not my favorite of the backstories. Um, especially yeah, out of I mean, the, hey, the so-called yeah. Trinity. It's the weaker out of the Trinity's backstories, I feel like. Absolutely. The weakest. Yeah. But um, that being said, so if they're going to do, like, if, if this is, like, her entrance into man's world and she gets there mm-hmm. kind of isolated uh, with mm-hmm. this just giant barrier of naivety, and she gets there and it, was, is she going to, like, show up for World War One? Because, yeah, I could kind of dig that. Like, she shows up in the middle of the world trying to get, uh, well, we called it World War One. let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Or at the time, it was actually just called the Great War, if I remember any part of history. Mm-hmm. No one had. Then after World War II, it was just the semi-okay war. Right. <laughs> it was the not quite as bad as this war. 
<laughs> but yeah, I could totally dig her showing up around that time, seeing what happens, kind of living out her life with Trevor to some extent, um, seeing some of the horrors that were begotten by, say, World War II, and um, bailing on us as a species, you know, almost. Yeah. I could dig that story. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down for whatever they want to do. Like, I'm pretty malleable. I really am. Like Clay. As long as... <laughs> I'll tell you what, as long as they use that... that uh, that track from the actual soundtrack. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a big rumor that's been going around and uh, I'm not sure it might be a spoiler, but it might not be. I don't know, but it's a rumor that's everywhere right now. I feel like we kind of have to address it to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly that they're, they're talking about Atlantis might be the antagonist for the first justice league film. Okay. Um, yeah. This is like, this comes from um, heroic Hollywood. The L may and B, which by the way, everything I've ever heard him really say was pretty much right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but um, he says uh, early on it's a war with the with Atlantis. Um, supposedly Batman and Wonder Woman go down to Atlantis, but Aquaman is not having any of it. Uh, and then it also says the Amazonians and Atlanteans don't like each other. They've had a, they have a thousand year old conflict. I would be down with that. Cause that's this kind of flashpoint paradox shit. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Like, there's also a part of me that hates the idea because I'm like, really? Is it we're gonna have a Batman versus everybody <laughs> before we could really get true Justice League? Like, before you get the Justice League, you have to fight Batman. And then another part of me still goes, that's kind of badass. It probably should be a prerequisite to join the Justice <laughs> right. League. You probably should at least be able to hold your own against bats. Right. Um. <laughs> so i'm fine with that as a qualifying Um, factor i really am and yeah it's by no means unprecedented like you said it's it's been covered many a times that the atlanteans are really not happy with everything else that's happening around them and you know i i do think that i mean you say like okay let's have batman and wonder woman they've already recruited barry Mm -hmm. um and cyborg purportedly Let's say that they go up against Atlantis. You're going up against those four, and hell, we can bring Superman back, right? Um, so let's do all of those five against Atlantis and against Aquaman. What better way to prove that Aquaman's a badass that deserves respect than to have him go up against those those five and still come out pretty good? You and know what I mean? I gotta say, on his home um, turf, yeah, they better bring it. And you, yeah, and you got Atlanteans. Like you actually have like a war. Yeah, sound like the Avengers to you. Because it does to me. And there's a a, a giant contingent of the Atlantean population that is really good at magic. So you got to deal with that, too. What's up, Justice League Dark? What up? I'm looking at you, baby. Also, you know, before Black Manta (laughs) shoots off and becomes a bad guy, he's, you know, he's kind of part of the team. You got to deal with him, too. Yeah. Tempest alone damn near stopped Spectre at one point in the crises. Come on. Oh, Come on, people. Uh, I do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, there's a video circulating. Eh, eh, you know, you can find it a bunch of places that did like a mashup of uh, Justice League versus the Avengers. Oh, Lord. Um, it was kind of fun. Not really long enough. Not a, There wasn't enough there, but uh, they actually mm-hmm. used uh, Barry Allen's Flash, and it kind of worked really well. Uh, sorry, not Barry Allen's Flash. Um, I meant like the uh, the CW show Flash. And I it know. Really it's just well. semantically, you're that linked with it. Like, oh, yeah, Barry I Allen. I mean, I Grant am. Gustin. Damn it. Damn it. I know. Um, I still... We're going still... to get to something about that in here in a minute. Oh, but... okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll leave it. But uh, no, you know what? Um... <laughs> 
um, our friend, our mutual friend, Brandon, who's been in a bunch of our videos over at maladjusted.tv, by the way, um, was asking me earlier this week, like, who do you, could Batman take down the Avengers? And I was like, well, yes. Oh, <laughs> And he was like, you know, he, he kind of playing devil's advocate. And he was like, no, I agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate or whatever. And he mentioned that um, he found a forum or something online. Someone was like, someone made a great comment. And everyone was like, oh, they can't take, Batman couldn't take down all the Avengers. And someone just left it at, if Dr. Octopus could defeat the Avengers, Batman sure as shit could. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, random internet person. Right. (laughs) Anyway. um... (laughs) Also, I've got to ask a series of questions. First of which is like, which version of the Avengers? Which which ones are we talking about here? Because that would matter. Um. I think they were just talking about like the movie Avengers. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Max Landis even weighed in. Like, the guy that did the death of uh, the death and life of Superman uh, short film. He mm. weighed in on it. He was like, I don't want to give preference, but here's how Batman would do it. And he mm. gave like a point by point thing, like very short and to the point. Like, okay, first of all, he hits, he holds, he hits Bruce Banner with a tranquilizer. Dude doesn't, doesn't even become Hulk. He goes to sleep. Yep. <laughs> Tony gets hacked real quick. Like he's just got like a very. <laughs> oh, he could totally um, hack Tony. Yeah. He could yeah totally yeah. hack Tony. And you know what he'd yeah. use is Tony's too damn cocky about his code. He would take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know <sighs> what? I, of all things, I think what it would come down to was like, he would convince Captain America. He wouldn't actually try to beat him. He would convince him. He might. That'd be my take on it at least. Hmm. Anyway, uh, back to Justice League, though. Snyder was asked about Darkseid, and Snyder does. He's a little coy and plays around with the, the answers, you know. He said, but because uh, they asked him, like, oh, who's the who's, who we got for Justice League for the villain? He's like, well, mm-hmm. remember that big symbol that was in the ground? I don't know, you know. And they ask him about Darkseid, and he's like, well, maybe he exists out there in the universe. Maybe he's looking for something, something that's against life. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What say you? A type of equation? You know? Mm. Now, here's something that pisses me off, and it was what we were talking about with The Flash here a second ago. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago or last week when Zack Snyder was like, well, the reason we didn't use the CW show Flash, Grant Gustin, for our universe is because it feels tonally different. You remember that? Yeah, and that was legitimate, but okay. Well, yeah. Here's what Snyder says (laughs) about The Flash starring Ezra Miller. There's some there's something to be praised here and something to be like what the hell man, uh-huh. um, he says uh, when we get to the Flash movie Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher who plays Cyborg are kind of our youngest characters and they have a really nice camaraderie with each other so that's cool yeah, Cyborg's got to be like buddy copping with the Flash all right I mean on. I'm already having wonderful fantasies about that part but go right. go ahead go ahead and get to the part but where then you he reprieve me of hope. Um, and then, oh, Deborah Snyder says uh, that Flash's humor will make this movie stand out. She says Ezra is super funny, so the tone of that film will be very different than the rest of them. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so you're okay. All right, that's still so not necessarily that okay. That's not necessarily what the fuck. I mean, look, there are different ways of telling a joke, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I gotta admit, Gustin's and Ezra Miller's. Yeah, they can be different. That's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, feels, you know. It feels like Ezra Miller's tell. is going to be a lot more dry. I mean, did I go too far? I went too far, didn't yeah. I? That made me laugh. 
because yeah, I was apparently except, one you know, of six people in the entire country that understood what he said when he was in that right, scene. Right. Um, then, of course, you know, you have the last episode of The Flash where he goes back in time and goes, oh, I'm early. Right. Eh, <laughs> I come know. on, man. <laughs> uh, I, there's there's some dryness to it, but I got to admit, like, I'm if you put saying. Ezra Miller's Flash so far, if you put him on know. CW, it'd be an entirely different Actually, you'd make Smallville. Mm, yeah. From what I can tell. I'd be all right. I, I'm okay with tones being different, man. I go across tone. Uh, uh, <laughs> across Apparently tone. the rest I of the country across, absolutely agrees with hey, you. You know what? I go across town, man. The tone across town is different from where I live, man. I don't know what that's, to tell you. That's how it is every damn where. All right. So we are about to... Do you have any more... Wait. Do you have any more... Anything else to say about the about the movies? Anything else? No. Go see them. Oh. I'm good. Cool. <laughs> go see them. Right. Write us. Tell us. We are going to jump over to television. <laughs> We're going to jump over to television. But, dude, I am really excited to let you guys know that our network, the Giant Sus Team Up Network, has now partnered with Loot Crate. It's a really big step for us. Uh... And we're going to bring you guys some really cool stuff. It just, I like Loot Crate. We have friends that use Loot Crate. I, Loot Crate's awesome. Um, it is a monthly subscription box service for uh, geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Uh, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. Uh, so if you'd like to, you know, get your loot crate, we can save you $3. It's going to be uh lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up one word and enter code giant size team up, uh, to save $3 on any new subscription. Uh, this month, uh, April, their theme is quest. So, uh, get ready for exclusive items from labyrinth, Harry Potter, uh, history channels, Vikings and uncharted four. Uh, and you also get a t-shirt and loot pin. So it's going to be really cool stuff, man. I like Loot Crate. Um, I'm a collector, though. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> one of the one of the great things that one of the, seriously, like one of the things I like about Loot Crate is that if you get some shit that you don't want, you can always get, gift it. Like I've got like <laughs> I'm serious. Like my friends have gotten some stuff and been like, "What is this, Dave? Do you get this box?" I'm like, "No." They're like, hey, you want, you know, this whatever, this Doctor Who spork? I'm like, absolutely, I absolutely, want this Doctor I want Who spork. spork. It looks yeah. like a sonic screwdriver. Right. So, yeah, there, my guess is you're going to know some people in your life who are going to need this thing. Anyway. At the very least, you've taken care of a few gifts <laughs> that you need to get hang out there. And I, Yeah. You could just have, like, a mystery box for the, you know, that geek friend or lover, perhaps. Right. Uh, up in your closet, uh, just throwing some random stuff in a box. And, Happy birthday, I forgot. No, I didn't. Look, here's the thing. It's in a box already. Look, how lovely. <laughs> he said this one's Quest, right? Right, right. So this is, you know. Can, can I, the, uh... with reasonable certainty, assure people that you will get nothing from the Quest for Peace in your, uh, in your loot crate? It's safe to order. Hey, you know what? I I would welcome that. Uh, you know, it would be unique and one of a kind because no damn body's making that stuff. Man, you know, I would take a I would take a highly articulated nuclear man. Absolutely. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> the people that know the, the nuclear man in real life, the actor, would prefer not to have a highly articulated nuclear man. Oh, oh. <laughs> It comes with Luthor's uh, Luthor's uh, nephew, played by John Cryer. We'll do that. There you go. I would buy those action figures. I'm a sick, sick man. But yeah, Loot Crate ain't gonna do you like that. So go do that. Uh, <laughs> on to the news, man. On back to the news. The, the television news. 
Uh, first up is Supergirl. There is no new Supergirl this week, but the show will return April 11th with Myriad. Just thought I'd let you guys know that. Um, Myriad, yeah, last the thing we've been waiting for all season. The thing we've been clamoring for. I got shivers uh, well, when I heard the name. I gotta say, I've clamored for many things. The, all right. For anyone who listened to our first couple of Supergirls and thought, ah, this kind of sucks, and and uh, maybe like we were that last thing that said, ah, maybe it's not worth the time. The show has actually earned its wings to some extent. It's kind of it worth it. Or earned its cape, maybe. I don't know. Earned its cape. I like that. And, um, you know, especially what? when you watch things on binge, you can kind of look past certain things. Just at least do that. At least give it that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God help me. In a few weeks, if there's a season finale that's just awful, I'll recant. And I'll recant hard. But for now, I'm saying. Yeah. Now, it, you know, Supergirl hasn't been renewed yet for season two. But, um... Matter of time. The Flash Supergirl crossover brought in about a million extra viewers to CBS. No kidding it did. Uh, David Harewood, who plays, um, John Jones, or mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter, or Hank Kinshaw. Whatever. <laughs> He's got a long byline. He's got a long byline. He says, I've heard lots of rumblings. There are no guarantees, uh, but CBS has made some very positive noises. (laughs) 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 Something about that makes me... I don't know. Like that, I just I imagine David Harewood like looking over, like passing by executives, and the executives are going, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, those are positive noises. Uh, he Hopefully, says, he All didn't I know actually is- <laughs> mean guttural utterances. <laughs> I hope he did. <laughs> Speechless. All I can all I can do is grunt with approval. All right. He says, all I know is that we've just had one of our biggest audiences of the year so far with the Flash crossover, so it's all looking positive. The fans have been very voracious, or vociferous, uh, voracious, vociferous, mm-hmm. and very vocal, so hopefully it's enough to get us a second season. Yeah, guys, you need to be tweeting at CBS, like, in in bulk, if you really want this show, because yeah. I get the feeling they're on the fence about it. I don't know. I mean, um, the we- timing like says ago, they have to be, but I, I, for my yeah. life, I can't figure out why. The numbers say do it. I don't, I don't know what they're worried about. Uh, CBS isn't used to those kinds of numbers, though. They're not used to those low numbers. Yeah, they're higher. They're like two million higher than Arrow and The Flash, and CW is like yay. But <laughs> yeah, no, CW. I would love this. I would watch five nights a week of CW. Honestly, would, if they did stuff like this. Um, but yeah, CBS are like, oh, why isn't it ten? I, I I know I know they're looking at their figures for the mentalists and some shit going and you know, oh, and you know what I'm really hoping I'm really hoping because there there is a lot of there are a lot of fans out there who say I would be on board with Supergirl but it's a little hokey and I agree with that it is a little hokey yes it's earned us cape but it is a little hokey and I would really like for them to get do away with a lot of that hokiness like Livewire Silver Banshee can we get away from the Power Ranger bullshit please now bail ripcord like, done out yeah. So, or as I heard it uh, put recently, log out, bitch, you done. <laughs> I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the issues could be done away with if they treated it more seriously. I absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there are plenty of actors, plenty of actors and actresses. I'm using the uh, non-genderized form, but no one on this show is incapable of carrying it if you if you go serious. I the yeah. the main cast at least. And yeah, we could get on each one, but the main cast, at least the 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 skeleton of it, they can handle mm-hmm. this shit. Give it to them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me see. What have I? What have I accidentally skipped over here? Oh, uh, 
So uh, Andrew Kreisberg was talking about a, doing a Supergirl crossover with Legends of Tomorrow. He says the Wave Rider can do anything and go anywhere. We don't have any plans at the moment, but we live in exciting times. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, but I've got some other news that'll counter- contradict that pretty heavily. Oh, um, <laughs> you do this to me. You do this to me. I know. Dave. I know. Yeah, okay, I have it. to let you know though. All right, bring it. So, bring uh, real quick, there are, there's no new Gotham or Lucifer this week. Um, you got Monday off, people. Monday is off. No new Supergirl. No new Gotham. No new Lucifer. Uh, Gotham. <laughs> By the Lucifer. time this hit, you already knew that. But don't bother checking Hulu. Nothing's yeah. there. Uh, shows will the, those will return April 11th with Into the Woods and Saint Lucifer, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyone with a Nielsen box, if you want to give us a break, just tune out of Lucifer. Um, <laughs> little hint, little you. hint. The Nielsen box will pick up whatever your shows, uh, whatever your TV is doing, even if it's turned off. You literally need uh-huh. to change the channel and then turn the television off. <laughs> I I don't know. It's April. Surely someone's doing something with a ball that I don't know about. Right. I really, unless it's See, football, hopefully, I, I just don't care. So. Hopefully anyone who was anyone who was still hanging on who thought that we were just like studio shills or fanboys <laughs> heard us go, Hey everyone, go tell CBS that you want Supergirl back. By the way, tune out of Lucifer. <laughs> save us. Save us from save this us. prison. <laughs> or save us from this hell. Uh, Lucifer. No, no, I refuse. At this point, if hell was involved, the show would be infinitely more interesting. So no. It would. <laughs> I reject so your anyway. wording. Um so on our Gotham prisoners review, uh, we were talking about how we didn't know what the hell they were watching uh, in prison for movie night. <laughs> right, right. What is that? And of course, Scott from Suicide Squadcast, because those guys are awesome. Yeah. Dropped us a little note on Twitter and said, by the way, they were playing uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh, dear <laughs> God. Deep pickup, man. <laughs> uh yeah you guys should check out the suicide squad cast they're a lot of fun i uh, i know like good, three people i might even ask for leads on what they were watching i know man i know i mean i i, I know one person in particular who's I, th- I think their favorite well two people whose favorite film is sound of music i think mm-hmm. they might have been able to get me there because they were a fan of that era and you know like look, but damn i i've gone back i've been going back because we've been having a pretty friendly exchange or completely friendly exchange with the Suicide Squad cast. Um, I've been going back and listening to their episodes and stuff, and I've decided, like, because Tim talked about us as being two different flavors of uh, pod- DC podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I think they're uh, I think they're dinner and we're dessert. <laughs> I think that's how that works. And, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, you could listen to both of us and get equal enjoyment out of it. Like, just, <laughs> you know, you can just... If you like dessert first, listen to us. I I've listened, so I'm I'm still not sure what what that means. But some part of well, me doesn't you know, doesn't object to it. I like to feel like with my Batman DC news. You know what? I kind of want it to be like a little bit of a I don't know. Like I want to feel like I'm I'm learning something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when I check out like dude like Charlie from uh, Emergency Awesome and the Suicide Squad cast. I can do that. And then there's that other flavor where I just call you. <laughs> <laughs> More dessert. <laughs> There's so much room for all of us, guys. Just nom, 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 nom. anyway, I'm gonna stop circle jerking. Um. <laughs> Let's stop throwing cherry and apple pies at each other and continue. Right. <clears throat> Throat elegantly so, cleared. Elegantly. 
Also, there's no new new episode of uh, The Flash until April 19th. That's the real bummer. Versus Zoom. Yeah. Are you sure that's the real bummer? Because there is an arrow this week. (laughs) No, no, I... I can deal with it. I can deal with it. it yeah. This one actually looks really good. It does. Well, it looked really good. The synopsis is uh the synopsis is bad. It's What is uh, the synopsis? I'll, I I read it on our last era review, but it was and I'm not going to go back for it now, but I'll describe it as uh rubber flavored. It was just it, it didn't <laughs> The synopsis okay. itself looked very boring. And then when I saw okay. the preview, I went, "Oh, why didn't you include any of that?" The promo is much better. Just don't read it. Just watch the promo. It's much. It's much more yeah. enticing. They they should have said you know the synopsis the entire synopsis for the episode should have been time of death eleven fifty nine. Right. That'd have been fine. Um, That'd have been like oh shit we getting down to it. Who's right. in that grave? Yeah. Or just who was in that grave? Question mark. Done. Right. None of that's mentioned. It was. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Yeah. It, it was written by yeah. an accountant. It, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm sure a great accountant, but an accountant. Maybe. Over to Not Legends a lot of, of Tomorrow flair. News. <laughs> uh, they have cast Horns star Mitchell Cunman mm-hmm. to play uh, the young McRory. And actually, I looked at, I saw a picture of him. He looks like him. He looks pretty good. Good. I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember a couple of weeks ago when they were talking about uh, this mystery character that was going to like blow fans minds and stuff that, were com- that was coming into the end of the season for legends yeah roughly all right well they've ru- they've ru- they've ruled out i don't know why i didn't know that word or like rooted rooted no that's not right ruled out they've roughed out they have, no, no. <laughs> they've ruled out uh booster gold <clears throat> but uh they've cast patrick j adams and mm-hmm. there is a uh there's a lot of conjecture that he might be alan scott or Ooh. the real jay garrick Ooh. Right now, when did you say that episode <coughs> airing? <coughs> Season finale. I don't think it actually has like a uh, a date. Yeah, yet. yeah, that could work. That could totally work. Also, and I forgot who Patrick J. Adams was, but dude does great work in suits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does suits. great work in suits. Suits is actually a pretty damn good show. Um, it's uh, it's you know, it's this guy and the guy that did the spirit. Oh wait, I just ruined anyone's chances of watching suits. <laughs> I apologize, but that guy's good too. Here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, oh, and I don't uh, and Zoe from Firefly. Just in case anyone didn't have a yeah. good reason, <clears throat> carry on. Um, uh, so you know, uh, I don't know if they're actually going to make it Alan Scott or if they're going to if they do Alan Scott. I'm assuming they'll go the New Fifty Two route and make him gay. Um, hey, either way, yeah, that's my feeling on it. Uh, there's been kind of a sizable internet backlash over it so you know there always will be yeah um berlanti is actually now being accused like wholeheartedly of being like of pushing his agenda like honestly i didn't even realize berlanti was gay i never occurred he is apparently he is i I, I I, I looked it up but apparently he is yeah so okay i don't know i don't care um so i I mean like it or lump it guys i I don't know what to tell you comics have precedent they the source material showed him as being gay in one universe i'm sorry it's yeah it's it's just it's it's yeah it's in the realm of deal with it. I'm sorry. Also, Berlanti has given you a lot. Yeah, just roll has. with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! You know what I forgot to do? I skipped over something. Oh, I'm sorry. For Arrow. Oh, I know. We got too busy 
regretting whether we'd have to watch an episode of Arrow, which is still unfair. They're doing well this season. We just which kind will of... be less so. Which will be less so in season five if you go back to our review of the last episode. We talked mm-hmm. about something, mm-hmm. and now it actually has been confirmed. Echo oh, Kellum, good. Echo Kellum has been promoted to series regular in season five. Yes, yes sir. Bring me the Echo. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, yay! I said that out loud, now I want to go watch Dollhouse again. But that'll be a different (laughs) time for me. Uh, So, yeah, I would be down with uh, Alan (laughs) Scott, gay or straight, and I'd be down with Real Jay Garrick. Um, Can we do both? Both of those sound good. Actually, all three of those sound good. Can we have, like, a straight Alan Scott and a gay Alan Scott, and, like, one of them be like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with this, and then it was like, you're you're telling me. And then, like, the Real Jay Garrick show up. (laughs) Sorry. I get carried away. Earth's three, four, five, and 69. Whatever the fuck. I don't care. <laughs> oh, why'd you have to go with 69? Bring it. I don't care. Hey, look, man. I mean, <laughs> the the original Jay Garrick. That'd be cool. <laughs> and he could pull that off. Also, yeah, like, have we, ever seen a, have we ever seen a live action Alan Scott? I don't oh, think so. I'm going to have to ask you because I know Smallville included like 400 characters out of what is only... Apparently, two hundred and fifty possible characters and IPs. But okay, I will say this: the only reason I would really truly care about straight Alan Scott, like definitively, is because I love his daughter Jade, and I love that like he had well, like no a whole back history. I know, but I loved his whole backstory with 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 like the bloodlines and the and the. I loved all of that, like everything that happened. <laughs> like I I I, like, I just miss the uh, the post crisis pre. New 52 continuity a lot. That's my thing. And I like all the rich history that it was involved there. You know the times um, I've seen but, it, though? You know what I didn't yeah. like about Jade? Is watching Jade and Kyle Rayner argue like a bunch of like 21-year-old right? unhappy newlyweds. <laughs> right. That was a drag. It was a bit of a drag, right? It was a drag, but, yeah. But, and kind of like Felicity and Oliver. At, like, Well, I, I'm still <laughs> Olicity heavy. Woo! But... Ask me for details. I can probably go back and find this, but I looked at it recently, and sure enough, there's uh, like going back to uh, like if if Alan Scott's a lot of the stuff that happened with Jade, mm-hmm. as far as I could tell, even if he is yeah. actively gay at any point, Absolutely. none of it yeah. is disqualified. It's all still there. I know. No one, you know, it's. it's I know. I'm married too good. much to my. I am too too much married to my to my source material and my preferred source material i'm going to be open to whatever the hell they do um here that way you could you could totally with alan scott and jade you could totally do you know green lantern on this show without you know messing around with the green lantern core yeah yeah so yeah i'm down i i do think it would be fun to have straight and gay alan scott talking to each other though <laughs> i'm too much for the doppelgangers man i love the doppelgangers you cisco's gotten in your head cisco shit try the two xanders from that episode of buffy all right all right all right <laughs> or enemy within from star trek i mean i like doppelgangers man what do you want from me that's fair <sighs> so guggenheim was talking about legends of tomorrow season two mm-hmm. i'm gonna read you some of these questions and answers okay uh, can rip hunter's sh- ship travel through dimensions as well as space and time Guggenheim says, you know, we haven't established that. We've said it travels through space and it also travels through time. I think if we were to have it travel through other dimensions, we'd have to make a story point out of it. It would feel weird to me to do a whole season and Rip would be like, oh yeah, by the way, we also have this capability that we've never told you about. Isn't that just right along with Rip Hunter's entire MO at this point? Um, I, I, says, that I, would feel a little I cheap to me. like your criticism, but that's also a criticism I have of the show at the moment. So uh-huh. at the moment, I agree with Guggenheim. 
Yeah, he says, that would feel a little cheap to me. If we had a good story reason to do it, I don't see a reason why not. But we'd have to justify it. Um, crossover, that's enough. Do it now. Love it. Let's do this. Nah. <laughs> you just want the entire Wave Rider uh, to show up on CBS. That's Absolutely, I do. Wouldn't hurt. Actually, wouldn't hurt. And then I want it to show up in... Then I want it to show up in Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, will you delve more into the Time Masters and explain what they're actually doing at this job? Um, Guggenheim says, they're like the U.S. Congress. They've got a job, but they're not particularly interested in doing it. <laughs> That's actually... Uh, okay, honest to God. Okay. The real answer I wanted Googs to give was no, Period. Because that's exactly what I feel like is happening. The way he's portrayed him so mm. far, it's a bunch of bureaucratic nonsense. No one's actually doing their job. Everyone's keeping their job. It's one of those things where you get hired, and then it's it's infinitely harder to get fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That all works he just says, fine uh, for me. He does He does say, no, I'm joking, but not really joking. So. Right. Sounds good. I'm with you, Googs. Um, you lying bastard. He says... In- he says, in all, ser- in all seriousness, the back half of the season deals a lot with the Time Masters, and you will get a lot of answers to your questions. In fact, the first half of the season was sort of spent laying the foundation as far as the Time Masters are concerned for the back half of the year. You just didn't know we were laying the pipe because we were doing it in a very slow, subtle way. By the end of the season, you'll be like, oh, that's why I met that character at that time. That's why they said this at that time. They ask, do you have a whiteboard in the writer's room for all the time travel? He says, oh, great question. We do have a great number of diagrams and storyboards and whiteboards. That's uh, good to hear. Are you are you going to bring new characters into the Legends team second season? He says, I think the rumor start, got started at the TCAs where I think a couple of the critics got very enamored with the idea of the show being like American Horror Story where it just resets every year. We're not going to be like that. Each season's going to have its own distinct identity, and like with any show, there'll be new characters coming in, other characters leaving, but the poster for next year is not going to look all that different from the poster for this year. Okay. Yeah. That sounds reasonable, though. I, basically, he said, no, we're doing a normal TV show. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can deal with that. Also, the, uh, the with the Time Masters, I forget... Uh, no, wait, I never even looked up his name. But the name of the one Time Master that they showed you in the one episode where they really focused mm-hmm. on one, it's it's one of those guys where you look at his face and go, oh, I've seen you a few times. Yeah, you knew he was coming back, right? Like, I mean, I, 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 he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Just seen his character actor face around too many times. <laughs> if he's on Law and Order, I'd be like, oh, it's that guy. He killed her. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yep. That's all the news, man. That's all the news I got. Oh. <sighs> Seems like a wild ride. I am. I'm good. I'm good. We've covered a lot. We have covered a lot. It's been exhaustive and somewhat exhausting. I would call it that. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean we're not going to come back with another episode. A bon- another bonus episode. Because we are. Because we are. Like immediately. Um, yeah. In case you just want to click next and go on. Yeah, there have been some, uh, there have been some, for those of you who have seen Batman v Superman and have some questions, or have seen all the, any of these articles, or any, you know, people asking questions, well, wait, wait a minute about this thing, Batman versus Superman, ah, that doesn't make sense. Well, we're going to attempt to answer those questions for you. Some of them. We've, the ones we felt made sense. It's a subset of questions. There are, there are questions online questions. that, there's a, a plethora of questions online, and a giant chunk of them I feel like don't really deserve a response. And a giant chunk, I feel like, do deserve a response. <laughs> we picked the ones that that I felt like were actually a piece of a continuing dialogue. 
Mm-hmm. So. And to be clear, I don't know what these are. Nope. Jason's picked these out. Just He's gonna, gonna throw them at them. To me. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna have fun with it. Just tossing kryptonite uh, cartridges at him. Mm-hmm. See what yeah. happens. And I, you know, hey, it's been a while since I saw it. Opening weekend, man. So I don't know. <laughs> this this might not turn out so well. I have faith in you. <laughs> faith. Anyway, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode of DC on screen at dconscreen.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Please come and join the conversation uh, with us at facebook.com forward slash DC on screen or twitter.com forward slash DC on screen. We're in both of those places. Uh, really, the difference there is whether or not Jason or I will talk to you. I'll be responding. Um, <laughs> sometimes we'll jump back and forth. We'll talk about it on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come on. <laughs> we'll all find um, our paths. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh the breaking the panel episode we did where we talk, we give a roundtable discussion with the guys from the MCU cast, Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall and the guys from breaking the panel is up and online. Hopefully we'll have that in our stream, uh, relatively soon. Go check out our buddies, Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall, at the Marvel cinematic universe podcast, mcucast.com. Ah, what else? What else? Until then, keep some DC on your screen. I don't know. Yeah, Bye. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs>